Yeah, that's right. This is the hardcore icon, the Sandman. And if you want to be hardcore like me, you want to be extreme like me, well, then you better listen to Reliving Extreme Podcast, hosted by Aaron and Nate Maxson and Chad Austin. Pay your bill, Tommy Cairo. Yes, this week on Reliving the Extreme, we are discussing the episode of ECW from August 9th, 1994. I apologize to the listeners. My audio probably sounds like shit, but I'm having to do this show on my phone. Nate Maxson here with you, along with my brother, Aaron. Hello, everyone. Oh, no. And, of course, ECW's own Mr. Chad Austin. Hey, everybody. Yes, and ECW did not give us a lot to work with this week, did they? I don't know. I can't find I can't find my notes. <laughs> However, what I will say is the match quality on this show isn't terrible. What, what was it? You said it was August 9th? August 9th, 1994. We our first match. Well, we start out with a video of Jason and Mikey, but our first match is the Spiders versus the Bad Breed. Yeah, I was just I was just on that page. Um I, I'm I'm sorry. My notebook got dropped of all my notes, and now I'm like shuffling. Um, I'm going back, and um, trying to figure out where my notes were at. But but yeah, we'll get them there. It's uh, the show starts with the recap of Mike, the Mikey Whipwreck, Jason Saga, and the WWE Network. (laughs) He said Saga. The WWE (laughs) Network put some music over it. And I don't know what the fuck that music was. Yeah, I put oh, Mikey. Goodness. I put Mikey versus Jason set to country music. I put that it was. It looked like I'm assuming it was by somebody named Boxcar Carter because it was like, <laughs> like 1920s, like fucking blues music. It's like what the fuck is going? You say on? Dick? You said it was Dixie Carter. <laughs> Dixie Carter played this music. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Um, I, I don't even know. I I wish I, I I would love to tell you what I thought the song was originally. Do you have any idea? Like unless they, they unless they use "Loser," I have no idea. For Mikey, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. That, that's probably what it was. But that song that they dubbed in there on on the on the King Peacock, it was uh, it was brutal. That was awful. Yes. And once again, like the couple of the videos from last week, they dub the music in and it's so loud that it distracts from anything that could possibly be being said during the show. Yeah, um, I, I, I have Good Lord written down. I saw that. <laughs> uh, actually, I have Good Lord written down. Um, one, two, four, six, seven, eight, twelve times. Yeah. Good Lord. That's that's, that's what I... That's what I got to think about this. Well, up next, after this video... Um, then, wasn't I involved in this? I think there were... Yeah, I think there were clips with you involved, yes. Because uh, you guys... Because uh, you're with Jason now. He's your manager. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, at 10%. You guys didn't know, but he was also managing S.D. Jones on the side, too. The man from Antigua, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, he was getting he was getting half of that Antigua money, the West Indies money. <laughs> After inflation, I don't know how much that is, but it ain't much. I I don't even think they even have money in, in the Antiguas. <laughs> They're still dealing in beads. It's the barter system. They just trade shit. <laughs> it's like bottle caps and promises. <laughs> bottle caps and there you go. Bottle caps and promises. I think we got the name of this show. I think you're right. <laughs> Bottle caps and promises. <laughs> well, then Joey Styles is in the Eagles' nest and welcomes us to the ECW arena, and we go to a match that actually isn't too bad. It is the Bad Breed against the promo? Spiders. We don't want to talk about Mikey's promo. Oh, you can yeah. go ahead and talk about it. I, I loved it. I don't know, Aaron. What'd you? Th- I mean, what'd you think, Aaron? I just thought it was a really good fucking promo, and it was like the first. Um, like I know they've been doing a lot of things with Mikey, but this was like the first killing really, time, killing time, but really good promo by him. I, lo- I loved it. I, I mean, literally, the, the notes right next to it. It said Mikey promo, and I wrote loved it. Yeah, essentially, he said, "I'm sure every man, woman, and even child." In the arena could beat me, but I know I can beat Jason. 
<laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, of well. Course, of course, Jason and Mikey will be wrestling for the TV title at Hardcore Heaven, which we will be covering next week here on the show. Um, I actually think I may have found a YouTube version of it, so we don't have to watch the WWE Network version. I will send that to you, gentlemen. Um, Thanks. But like, like I said before, the bad breed and the spiders is what's next. And I don't know who, do you know who these spiders were, Chad? Yes, exactly. You don't know who they were? The headbangers. Yeah. <laughs> Already? Really? It's Glenn and Chaz. <laughs> I mean, I knew I, Glenn, Glenn was the original spider. Like he worked in like the early nineties as the spider. Mm-hmm. And Chaz came up a couple years later and then they became the spiders and then they started doing the deal, and I, I don't know. It, it got them to be what? What, what were they called? What were they called? The fucking head moshers, the head, whatever. The, yeah, the, head, the head bangers of the WWF, uh, yeah. What, whatever. They were called the, you know, the well wishers, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the good willers. <laughs> May the odds ever be in your favor. Yeah. yeah. They were also the know. sisters of love. That's how they debuted in the WWF. The I can't. I hope I hope they saved their money. Is all I can tell you because they didn't have a long run. No, they didn't. They are still using that gimmick on the indies to this day. They were at an indie show as the Headbangers last winter that Aaron and I went to. Well, so, they got they're older than me. No, no, Glenn and Chaz really are older than me. I'm fifty. I'm forty nine. So they got to be like fifty three, and they're spiders. <laughs> they 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 still got to put a mask on. Good lord, what a life they live! I guess I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> and could could you imagine being like fifty four, fifty five years old? And all right, honey, I'll be right back. And you got to walk through the curtain, and you got to put a mask on your head. Either that, or if they're wrestling as the headbangers, they got to put the kilt on, you know, and the Marilyn Manson shirt. Yeah, who knows? Why? Why can't they get booked like three times on one show for all their gimmicks? The headbangers. The, the what? What else were they again? When they came into the WWF, they were the Sisters of Love, and they dressed as nuns, and they were managed by fucking Brother Love. I can tell you this: I have fucking. I have nuns of love for these fucking guys. <laughs> yeah, these these goose are uh, <laughs> these two these two goose. Just not. I'm just not a fan. And, and they were in ECW. I, well, I can't. The, the only thing. The only thing that I can. The only thing that I can imagine is, um, it, it may it may have had to have been a Dennis Carluzzo thing mm-hmm. because. Uh, on the surface, it screams that Dennis was a Glenn guy. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I know they worked for him as the Spiders at some point. So, you're probably right. They probably just were on this show because of Dennis. I think they're both out of Jersey or whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, but it, it's, it, it screams like this is kind of like, are we, are we, have we started the whole NWA kind of thing with Carluzzo? Because we know how that went. It was a disaster. Yeah. Well, and it's the split's coming up. We're within, what, a month, Aaron, of, yeah, of that split. Yeah. Okay. So then we're we're right on schedule, man. Mm-hmm. So this is, <laughs> yeah, this we're is pretty close couple, to the tournament. This is a couple of months, uh, TV couple of months prior to where it falls apart. Yeah. Yeah, because so this is uh, where it seemingly is, is is good. This is this is yeah, because this is August 9th, and this was probably taped in July sometime. But this is August 9th, and Shane throwing down the NWA title, I think, is August twenty fourth or twenty third. So yeah, we're less than a month away from that. And that's a whole fucking debacle. Okay, if you say so. I don't know. <laughs> so what did we, what did you guys think of this match, Bad Breed and the Spiders here? I liked it. I did too. I, I don't cool. like fucking Ian for some for some reason. Nobody Ian, likes fucking Ian, even his wife. But but I don't I don't even mean it. I don't even mean it for the the sake that he's just awful to look at. Like <laughs> I mean I mean it like he does stupid stuff that I don't like. The you know, you know I mean 
Do you understand what I mean? Yes, he, like, he. I actually have. I have written down here: sloppy, ugly drop kick into the corner. Yes, during this match. Yeah, and he's constantly pulling up his trunk. Like literally, he's always like after he does something, he's got to pull up his fucking ass. Like you know. Yeah. Like, he's he's constantly got to pull his trunks up, and 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 he. He, he's got like these weeble wobble legs where it just takes him so long to get to the, you know what I mean, like to, to the spot. And I even like Ian, so I, I feel bad about shitting on him, but good Lord was he awful. And Axel, Axel was the complete opposite. I mean, can you tell me of, of any other wrestler um, who never made it that should have made it? Besides Axel, not off the top of my head, no. No, he, he a- Axel actually had everything that should have been a star. You know, mm-hmm. only There's problem only- Axel didn't have was self control. <laughs> There's only one guy that I can think of. The big cat? No, not the big cat. Oh. He got exactly where he belonged. Um, <laughs> Hack Myers. Well, that was that was Hack's fault, man. Well, no, it's kind of the same, like kind of what you said. It's kind of the same thing. He got in his own way or whatever, but. Yeah, Hack just Hack just disappeared because uh he was a victim of what's that called, Nate? Like um when you you move somewhere that's so far from you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He he was off the he was off the radar. He, yeah. he pulled him he pulled himself out of the off the radar actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean he totally did because he, he had no problem getting booked, you know? Because mm-hmm. he would even stay at my house. You know, um, a lot of times when he was in Baltimore, and then all of a sudden he just got up and rooted himself into Florida. And as we discussed last week, in in the mid to early or the early to mid nineties, where are you going to go in Florida that you're going to get work and exposure? You know, and be in the magazines and et cetera, et cetera, and get noticed by one of the big two or what have you. I thought it was everywhere, anywhere, anywhere. David Sierra is running. <laughs> Or go get a job working for Ricky Santana at that Mexican place that he runs. <laughs> I don't know, but there, I mean, there's got to be what a hundred bazillion, you know, places in Florida. I thought, I, I thought so, right? Mm-hmm. I just, I think that that pulling yourself out of the Northeast just is a bad decision at that period of time. You know, because well, you, would, you would think because of the um, that, that's nice though. Uh, yeah, you, you would also think that, um, but you would you, you would think that that would be like you're kind of looking at your opportunity as opposed to um, just what you have to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I can stay here and I can keep doing this for this, this, and this, or I can move. But he he got lucky, and when he moved to Florida, I mean ECW went there, went down there, so he got like he got booked in Florida. Something mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna do. Yeah, I mean, I was I was halfway, I was halfway there when at that time when they were running Florida, and I was I was in Knoxville, and I still said I ain't going. No, I'm not Dri- doing that. Drive all the way down there to maybe get to work. Dude, that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. It, it was a maybe. I wasn't doing that. But so I can be in a battle royal and I can be tossed out with Paul Loria. I mean, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I kind of. I kind of like. Um, I kind of like crunched my um, my stuff together and was just like, no, none of this is worth any of it. The. Uh- the match itself, Aaron. What did you think? I know we we just talked about it, but what did you think of this matchup? Well, I thought it was what it was. It went a little too long. Um, they the bad breed won with their um, Doomsday device, and I had to rewind it because they they renamed the Doomsday device um, the Bad Bomb. That's what it's called now. But when I heard Joey say it, I honest to God thought they said, I thought he said Bath Bomb. <laughs> the bath bomb. I'm like, what? The bad bomb? Yeah, that's what they're calling the doomsday device in ECW right now. The bad bomb. Oh well, that stinks. We also saw a, fr- a Franken spider. A Franken spider. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what Joey <laughs> said. One of the blood spiders did a Franken spider, and he called it a Franken spider. And I wrote that down because that's Joey. <laughs> oh, oh, we're watching ECW. 
Yes. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to make sure. Because <laughs> none of this sounds like, you know, ECW. Yes, We're talking about is... the bad breed and the spiders. It doesn't sound like ECW to me. Whatever. I'll take your word for it. Up next, we get our friends, the public enemy, with a promo talking about the baseball strike that's about to happen in 1994. Um and the fact that they're going to have a baseball brawl with the bad breed at Hardcore Heaven. I thought the little song that Rocco sung was kind of funny. That was Good fucking night. stupid. Yes, come on. Really? Who, who, which, who, you like the Nate? I thought the Cracker Jack food stamp line was good. Take me out to the ball game. That was, that was rotten. It was it rotten. Was Ian, it was Ian rotten. Dude, dude. <laughs> it, was, it was into the axle, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know how Public Enemy. I don't know how Public Enemy got over. I, oh, I, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. Like we've said before, they dress like clowns. They act they're like grown idiots. men. They're wearing pajamas. <laughs> you know, like they and they 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 act like they're children. They have. I mean, I would think they would have kids. You know. And spouses <laughs> and stuff, but yet they act like boobs. Yes, complete boobs. I, I agree with you, though. I don't know how it got over. I don't know if it was just a matter of circumstance that I, I don't know. Uh, you know that the EC for some reason that arena crowd, like we've discussed before, you get you take them out of ECW and they totally shit the bed everywhere else they went. Well, I don't think I, I don't necessarily think that was their fault. I think it was the um the, the scenery of where they ended up at. Mm-hmm. Because you can't you can't put that at and um what what when did what did they debut at in for Titan? What, Poughkeepsie or whatever? You know? Yeah. Like a, a 13,000 seat arena and you got these two <laughs> you got these two Archie Mitchells Parading down the fucking <laughs> ring, <laughs> what a what a table! And they're like, daddy, we like, yes. And they got that, they got that half-ass music. <laughs> and like, why are these why are these two goofs walking down here with a table? That's like Aaron. Aaron's made the comparison before. I forget what show, but like you put when they plunk them down in WCW, they go there. <sighs> I think in what ninety five or ninety six, and. uh they're essentially the bushwhackers with tables. Yeah, they were the that's what they were. That's what they were hired to be. I mean, that's exactly what they were hired to be. I, I mean, I, I didn't, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to disrespect them by by calling them the bushwhackers. But yes, they were, they were hired to be the bushwhackers. And I'm not disrespecting the bushwhackers, like. How do I was like when they when the public enemy whatever. Like slight edge, edgy type shit they had in ECW. The minute you put them in some kind of corporate company, like anything that made them cool, which wasn't very much, you completely eliminate. Yeah, they didn't have they they didn't have anything. <laughs> I mean, their <laughs> act was not meant for a big stage. You know, they were they were the quintessential. Um. Small fish in a big pond. The minute they got in a like WCW, WWF, oh, they were fucking rotten. They were rotten. They were wretched. They were rotten. They were ruined. They were <laughs> irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I, I mean, I never liked Public Enemy. Uh, anything they ever did, none of it. Like none of it. From even when they went to Titan, when they went to Atlanta, when they in anywhere, mm-hmm. just none of it worked. Because it was stupid. Because Johnny Grunge, let's be honest, he looks like a doofus. He does. <laughs> That's the like, perfect fucking word, Chad. Thank you. That's the perfect <laughs> fucking word. He's a doofus. Yeah. He looks stupid. And then you got, <laughs> you got the guy who's the perennial, I've been in this business for 30 years, and I, I'm just now barely making it. But I got to wear this stupid ass look at him in the Warriors movie jersey you know like just to get this act over (laughs) oh I gotta carry this goof just the whole entire act to me screamed like lazy booking now did you know did you know either one of them very much personally like like a you know grunge or Rocco yeah Uh, which one did I know 
I, I, the only one that I had, the only one that I had any other outside dealings with was Ted Petty because he, he did the ring. Mm-hmm. So I would also be, I would also be included on ring rentals. Like if, um, a promoter that I, that I worked for rented the ring and then okay. I would help with the ring up and it would be Ted Petty's ring. So we would get, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like it wasn't anything like we exchanged Easter cards and shit. But you know, I I, I mean, Johnny Grunge, Johnny Grunge didn't know what the fuck Johnny Grunge wanted for lunch. He looked didn't you know? look like he ever missed a lunch though. No, he never missed a lunch. He just didn't know what he wanted. And, <laughs> and, and but uh, but but you know what I mean? Yeah, Ted Ted was more business than anything. Well, the next matchup on this show is from the ECW Heatwave Tour, as they put down in the corner of the screen. It is the Sandman against Surfer Ray Odyssey. Aaron? Oh, okay. I mean, you're telling me, because I don't think I saw that. I watched it, and I um, I think we've said it before, that Ray Odyssey was actually like a pretty goddamn good worker, I think. I loved Ray, man. I I championed Ray. Um I couldn't tell you how many times uh, he, he, he was a Carluzzo guy mm-hmm. at, at a jersey. And I, 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 I want to, I, I'm, I went to a bunch of promoters because I always thought there was something there between me and him. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. You know what I mean? Right. Well, but I'll be I honest. Thought, I, I thought there was something there. I'll be honest. The first time I ever saw him on TV or whatever, I remember on appearances thinking, well, this is going to be bad. And then you watch him and you're like, holy fuck. Because you, really, you want really it to good. be bad. Yeah. Like, I'm like, holy fuck, this dude's really good. <laughs> because it looks like it's so fucking hokey, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he comes out, he's got the binocle on his nose. He's got the wetsuit, yeah. Yeah, and, he, and he's doing the whole shaking his head. Like, you know, like he got beat up like you know on a, in, in a surf or something you know what i mean and, and he comes out and the acts all quirky or whatever but nah dude the, the people i thought i thought it was great i i loved it i really were i i really thought it would have gotten over i don't know how paul would have did it but come on tell me there's not something there that you couldn't get over oh yeah absolutely he could be you know it's just because the ECW fans were hardcore fans. It's not like they can't; they would never accept something that's a little more lighthearted. They already know? knew him. Yeah, but they should have done with him. That building knew Ray Odyssey from. What they should have. What they should have done with him is like the Sandman could have got him over because you know Sandman did. Sandman basically did oh, Ray Jesus. Odyssey's fucking gimmick before he did was with the wetsuit or whatever. And now Sandman's gonna smoke. He's gonna drink or whatever. He should have like went out there with like his his thing of porcane and like blessed him like like the queen. You know, like the queen has the the sword and she does it like like over the head, like by the ear, by the oh, ear. I am so now disappointed. You with the gimmick, I am Sandman. so disappointed. Like, there. Okay, you gonna have the gimmick now, brother. I'm gonna go smoke cigarettes and drink beer and fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> you can have the super gimmick, brother. Oh, I would have really thought you would have had something better than that one. <laughs> that kind of fell short. Um, yeah, that'll be great. Sorry. He he would have got he would have got blessed by the queen, Sandman. Oh, good night. <laughs> Sandman gives him the wetsuit. It's like when like, <laughs> A.L. You're. It's like when it's like when Ray Senior gave Ray Mysterio the mask, like. <laughs> Type of thing, like ah, oh, you're this uh, brother. Here's your boogie board. Have fun, Ray Odyssey. Yeah, man, I really wish Ray Odyssey would have stuck around. I I really thought they could have done something with him. Actually, I I take that back because it sounded it sounded like he was more in the cutting into my fucking gimmick. <laughs> like if he would have stuck around any longer, he would have took my spot. Never mind. Yeah, never, yeah never, never mind. See you later, pal. Well, while this match is going on, obviously, no, there's no woman on this show. She's not going to go to wherever the hell this was going on. But um, I, I did. Yeah, the fruit stand place. But I did see I did see one uh, one little thing I like psychology wise in this match that um, Odyssey did. Sandman picks him up for a pile driver and. Ray Odyssey kicks him in the top of the head with his heels to try to get out of the pile driver. I don't know. I thought that was a cool little touch, you know. I thought I I I think the first time I ever saw that was uh like nineteen ninety one, 
92 mm. Japan, Stan Hansen. Mm. Okay. Like with, um, like, I, I mean, seriously, I could, I could watch Stan Hansen versus Jumbo Sharuda or Akira Tayo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could watch them matches every, every day for the next 10 years and not know whether or not I've seen it or not. Because you're going to find something new every time. They're, they're just, they're just that great. Mm-hmm. But it's little things like that. That's, you know, what, what, what makes wrestling so great. Yes. When you can do, when you can come up with a little tiny thing that just out of no, you know, who, who the fuck's going to say that going over a match? Yeah. You know, all right, we're, you're going to pick me up. I'm going to, I'm going to kick you in the back of the head with my back of my boots or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, how do you, how do you get into that? So that's genius is the fact that they even thought about it. Right. Right. Yeah, I did. I really thought that was, that really stuck out to me um, in the match. Essentially, what happens here is Ray Odyssey accidentally bumps the referee um, with his elbow doing a punch on uh, Sandman in the corner. Uh, the ref goes down, so obviously we get you know he could have got a he could have got a three count. Sandman Kane could have got a three. He could have got a three count. Sandman Kane's Odyssey and goes over in this matchup. But again, like I said, I thought it was good. Sounds like we all enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean. It totally was fine for what it was supposed to be. I mean, it didn't have Dreamer in it. So, I mean, it was halfway decent. I mean, it was just to begin with. If it would have had me in it, it would have been bad. And if it would have had Dreamer in it, it would have been halfway decent. Speaking of which, recap championship wrestling next as they sum up the feud, everything that's gone down so far between Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman because they are going to face each other at Hardcore Heaven. And then a video featuring Terry Funk and Cactus Jack, who are also going to be facing each other at Hardcore Heaven. I haven't seen Hardcore Heaven 94 in years, so I'm actually very much looking forward to watching that match. Wasn't this video like three quarters of the show? It felt like it. <laughs> no, no, seriously, you're right. It felt like it was on for like 13 minutes. And it was like Mr. Well, I mean, Hughes' promo segment last week. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Big Cat. He's still talking about everybody he's beaten. And it's all the same four people. <laughs> I, I still beat Lex Luger. <laughs> How many times are you going to tell me this? Like, can you, imagine, can you imagine a Big Cat going into a pawn shop try, trying to sell the pawn guy or whatever he's selling? Like, this is, this was, this is owned by, this is owned by the big, by the big cat. Owned by Lex Luger. I got this from Harley Race. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like nothing. <laughs> you know, it's like a dish, like out of his, his cloth, out of his cupboard. <laughs> you know, it's a teacup. Look at this. You see this right here? <laughs> this came from Harley Race seven <laughs> times. World champion. Harley Race this teacup. <laughs> you see this fork right here? You see this spoon? Well, that wasn't that door of the bushes. Got one of those commemorative plates that you used to be able to buy on from the infomercials or whatever. Yeah, with the with the black families that are like in, <laughs> in, 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 <laughs> they're in the makeup. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to I used to have them too. <laughs> I think McDonald's used to sell them, didn't they? Harley Race Tupperware. It was like it was, it was the it was the worst uh, example. Of um, black exploitation, you could possibly imagine. Put it on a plate for fuck's sake. Yeah, and 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 like the 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 characters that he put on the plate had big lips. You know what I mean? And they had afros and stuff. And it was like the worst example of black exploitation you could possibly imagine. Because you're like, what the hell is this? At McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, you know, what the hell is this? I'm trying to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Here. And Big right? Cat's trying to pawn it. What's that? And Big Cat's just trying to pawn it. He's like, this is oh. the Ray Candy collection. Oh, Man. yeah. Big Cat's all over it. Oh, yeah. Big, Big Cat, he took a step backwards. And he, he was he was going to watch it for 30,000 feet, <laughs> which was like about a couple of steps down the street. But he doesn't know. He, 30,000 feet. Up next on this show, our own Chad Austin is in action. I'm on it? 
Yes, against Damian Stone, aka Little Guido. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see that. No, you guys. You guys actually put on a hell of a little match there. We had a good fucking match. We had a good little match. <laughs> oh, we crawled around our knees. <laughs> we, we, we did a bunch of go behinds. All right, it wasn't a middle a midget match. That's not what I'm saying. I think he bit the referee's ass once. I, oh, I actually, I actually, I, yeah, the pile on pin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden, a whole bunch of mitts just jumped in the ring, and we beat up on Mike Keener. Uh, I actually think I remember this match, and I actually really do think that I really liked it because, oh man, this is this was one of the first times that I was allowed to kind of book the match, mm-hmm. you know, because Damien, you know, who did Damien go on to be? What's his name? Little Guido. Ad, what's Ad, Adnan? What's his name? Guido? Yeah. Yeah, he went on to be Guido, but like this is like when he was just first coming in. So he was basically, he was assigned to be just a job guy for me. And this was my my chance to shine. So, yeah, I mean, did you guys like the match? I did. I really liked it. You did like a, a crazy bump into like the corner. And when you hit the corner, you got like stuck in the buckles. Oh, I know. Who did I? I stole that from somebody. I don't remember who I stole it from, but I, I, I mean, stuff like that to me is like perfect in wrestling because you know nothing is a hundred percent all the time. You know, right? You hit the buckle, you can hit it in a, you know, you know what I'm saying, in a certain way. You know, just use use everything that you have around you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's, and it, that's the it, way every, 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 every bump of a certain, of a certain, what did I say? Every bump of a certain type doesn't have to look the same. No, it doesn't. And I mean, um, you can, you can, you can definitely say, I would, I would hope, or I don't know, I'm not going to assume, but that would kind of been, have been inspired to you by watching Terry Funk. Cause he does a lot of that. Yeah. Him, Gilbert Lawler. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say Abby. <laughs> That's that's not. He's not going to be. But uh, I mean, but they're all my. They're all my favorite. Like they're they're just guys that I like, and you know. I mean, it's just it's it's just it's not like I, I'm not a big fan of being smart. I'm a big fan of being um happy, and I don't mind taking bumps. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I, what am I fifty? And if I go to a show, I'll I'll take as many bumps as the guy wants to give me. You know. Right. I don't give a shit if I if I can do them. You know, you're not. I mean, you're not going to do anything stupid. But you know, but I don't mind bumping if you're going to give me an elbow or a clothesline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, an Irish whip. I love the Irish whip. Oh you, my god! You even hit a. You hit like a like a. I don't know if it's technically a shooting star. You even hit a. You attempted anyway, and and Damian Stone moved. But you even hit a, a shooting star press in this match. Well, yeah, because I was uh, that was new to my repertoire, and I had just started doing it, like down at the wrestling school, mm-hmm. and we have like a big stupid dummy to do it on, and I forgot his name, Ian Rotten. No, <laughs> even even Ian wasn't that stupid to lay there and let a bunch of guys do backflips on him. I mean, he was probably there. But well, you know what I mean? We had a we had like a dummy there. It was probably a punching bag thing. And I was working on it, working on it, working on it. And man, I am not ricochet. Not ricochet to say the least. And it, it only took me about, I don't know, four times in front of people to realize that I am not ricochet. I came up with another idea. <laughs> How about this? I lose. <laughs> um, I don't have to come up with a finish. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna lose. <laughs> but do it with class. Oh, well, whatever. But yeah, I do have, I do have here that uh, this was actually for. Uh, it was pretty high impact action for probably. It was probably. I don't know what they give, about, give you about five minutes there. Did you? Um, <laughs> was, was Guido a Corluzo guy? Oh, of course. Yeah, I worked. Um, I worked 
Guido. I mean, if I didn't work Guido, I worked with Guido for probably the better part of 12 years. Okay. Um, alongside of the up, up and down the East Coast, whether it was Carluzzo, you know, mm-hmm. or a- any of them people. Yeah, we were always on the same show, but I, I don't know what – there was a break, I guess – there was a break between when we were working together a lot and then he got hired in ECW, which I don't know. I don't know that story. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't know how long of a break it was and what he was doing in that time frame. But yeah, me and Guido would, me and uh, little Damien, or I don't even remember what would be cool. I don't even remember what his name is. We would, we, we would be on like shows all the time on the boardwalk in Atlantic city. Um, you know, just like, just all the time. Like, there's certain guys you just see all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and there's certain guys you don't want to see anymore, like Hollywood Bobby Starr and, <laughs> and, and Archie Mitchell. <laughs> it's twice on one show, Archie. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, to end this show, we have a couple of promos here. Polly Dangerously with 911 by his side, cutting a promo on Sabu and Scorpio. They show clips Chad from won the- that match, by the way. He doesn't win very many. Chad won that match. Chad won that match. I did? Yeah, with a float over DDT. A float over? <laughs> like, what, did I fart on him? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have no idea what a float over DDT is. Like, he went for you, and you kind of, like, went over it. Like He won for me? He went. He went to do something to you, and you and you kind of flipped over his back. Oh, I went behind then, him. Yeah, and then I ended up DDTing him. Yeah, where did I steal that from, Nate? Aaron, Ooh. who who did that? Somebody, somebody. I totally stole that. I, I didn't. I didn't make that up. I don't um, know. Was that was that uh, Ricky Morton, Barry Windham? Possibly. I've seen Barry Windham do it before. You think so? Like that wraparound kind of thing? Yeah, huh. float over might have been a. Stupid term for it, but that's what I've always just called. No, it. I think I, I think you're right. I think it I think it was like the that floater thing where it posed up like you went around him and he didn't really know. Yeah. yeah, it would be like if somebody would like try to put you like in like a backslide or whatever, and you flip around and then you hit a DDT on him. Oh no, shit! I, I have to yeah. go back and watch that because I, I bet you I couldn't do that if you gave me a hundred tries. <laughs> I just—I was just always calling it a float over. It might be, like I said, it might be a stupid term, but it's. Hang on, Jess, get up. Go, go right, go right over there by the TV. Stand there with your hands out, Jess. Jess, can you go right over there? She's going to go right over there in a second, and I'm, I'm going to see if I can give her a float over DDT. That's going to backslide you. <laughs> I'd like to see you try to give me a regular DDT. I'd give you a regular DDT. I mean, but this whole jumping behind your back, spinning around, and, and I don't know how the hell. No, then I gotta take care of you when you break your fucking neck. You know, what happen, what's gonna happen when it happens to you? Miss We're both gonna be paralyzed. I'm gonna <laughs> hurt myself doing it. She's gonna hurt my. She's gonna hurt herself taking it. Uh, whatever. I'll, don't don't get me wrong. I'll I'll go outside. This is a, a pretty. <laughs> this neighborhood's pretty live. There's always somebody outside. There's got to be a kid a couple houses down that's willing to take that. I can see the headline now. Local man kills paper boy <laughs> with float over DDT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, my 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 buddy that lives in the house next door to me, he's only probably five, and me and him are like the best of friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just neighbor kid, you know neighbor kids. Um, I should bang on their window I'm like, "Hey, come outside," <laughs> and and you know it. You know they're they're Mexican and they don't speak Spanish. They don't speak English, so he'll come outside and be like. Stay right here. <laughs> just give him the float over. Boom. Yeah, see, I can do it. And then, I, then I just knock back on the door and go, hey, here's a kid. He's unconscious. He should wake up soon. <laughs> He's got Sorry. now. Sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, I should have did more practice. Yeah, he's got a bunch of dirt and grass on his forehead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just see Rotten's your kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Oh, Lord. Well, like I said earlier, up next on the show, Paulie with a promo with 911 with him, putting over Sabu and Scorpio. They show us clips from the last match they have. He puts this match, the upcoming match, over pretty hard, which is well he should. Um, and showing the clips gets people, obviously, in the mood to want to see it again. And it's going to be Sabu and Too Cold at the Hardcore Heaven show. And I thought it, I thought it was Sabu effective. and Too Cold. And he gives us the origin stories of nine one one. What did somebody needed to call somebody? So they picked up the big book, and they just grabbed a bunch of pages, and they found out what they needed to call. <laughs> he says hey, he walked into a bar looking the, the origins of nine one one. What he says, he gives us the origin stories of nine one one. He says he walked into a bar looking for the biggest, baddest guy in the world. Thought he was gonna go nose to nose with him, and he ran into nine one one's belly button. Oh, good Lord. Wow. What, so what found, Paul Heyman found 911 in a leather bar. Shocker. And bumped into his belly button. I can't, I, I can't even imagine the jokes that we, we don't have enough time. It shows only an hour. I walked into Adam and Steve's <laughs> garage. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> right. <laughs> And there was there was there was there was ape hangers, <laughs> you know. Judas Priest was playing, and yeah. there was nine one one just hanging out there, <laughs> literally. He was nine one one in it. That, 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 that's what they call it. <laughs> I mean, if, if you just if you if you just hanging out. If you're just hanging out at a bar, they just call it 911 again. We got an emergency. <laughs> just don't worry about it, man. He's just 911 again. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> and we end this show with a Mr. Hughes promo. Big cat. Big cat. That's hard to hear. It was actually hard to hear a lot of what he was saying because of the loud music. Um, <laughs> it was hard to hear a lot of you saying because of me laughing. At, at whatever the fuck I just watched. I know at the end he made the comment about not playing with kids anymore. He ain't playing with kids. Yes, once again he threw that line in there. Did, didn't slogan. he say he was tired of playing with kids? Or, or he was through? Like, I'm through playing with kids. I ain't playing with kids no more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done hanging out with Sal Balomo. <laughs> You're like 38. He <laughs> like, shouldn't be playing with kids to begin with. Like I have kids, and I don't even play with them. <laughs> <laughs> Whose kids are he playing with? <laughs> he he's out there in Westchester with his glasses and his suspenders and his dumbass suit on. He's out there playing tiddlywinks out, out there on the streets of uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania. The big cat playing street hockey and hopscotch with a bunch of kids. Street hop hockey and hopscotch. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> holy shit! You're really you're, you're really pitching a hole in this guy into a spot here. I don't know about the I don't know about the fucking street hockey. I mean, he might be able to do the hopscotch, but he'd be. He'd be damn bad doing the hopscotch. <laughs> I don't know about the street hockey. Can you imagine a big cat playing the street hockey? <laughs> no. That ain't fucking happening. He, 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 he'd be out there lumber, lumbering around. I got a goal on Lex Luger once. Yeah. <laughs> big cat. Blocking Lawrence Taylor. I didn't take it. I didn't take it. ain't getting no goal on me. <laughs> Good lord, what a big is he the biggest jabroni in the business ever? He's close, he's close, he's probably behind Damien Demento. Oof, <laughs> I actually met that dude, man. You met Damien Demento, yeah, dude. He actually thought. Um, I don't know how to how you say this. Like he was trained not as a traditional wrestler. He was trained like this was like an acting gig. You know what I mean? Mondo clean. 
That's right. Yeah, that's what he was in ECW. Our three, there were three Ds what he was in ECW. It was Damien Demento, Mondo Clean, and then in ECW, he was 3D. And, like, he, he was trained, like, this was some kind of, like, acting thing. And when I talked to him, I, you know, I thought he was cool and all. And then I was just like, this fucking guy ain't got a clue. Like, he didn't have a wrestling a wrestling knowledge bone in his body. Like he didn't know anything about wrestling, like about the, about the history, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing. He knew nothing. And I'm just like, Oh, well, where's he at now? Last I saw, he was making crazy ass videos on YouTube. Like a conspiracy theorist or some shit like that. At least I'm on a podcast that nobody listens to. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's making conspiracy theories on YouTube. The fuck does that? Is that how you get famous nowadays? You make conspiracy theories on YouTube? Because it seems like everybody's doing it. If everything's a conspiracy theory, nothing's a conspiracy. What if Bob Armstrong would have turned heel in 1982? Why don't we do that conspiracy? I like to think of Damien Demento's working at Walgreens or something. What, nowadays? Yeah. And he still has the eyebrows? Yeah. Yeah. He's looking at the the ceiling. Where's the boss? This dumb goof. (laughs) You walk in there and you just fucking say... You know, whatever your last name is. <laughs> and he's and he's fumbling through packages with his dumb fingernails. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he's oh, there you go. Oh what a what an idiot. His name tag says M Clean. Yeah. Hey, I know you. Mondo Clean. Well, what was the name of that company, man? Come on. That company in Florida that he worked for, the one Eddie Mansfield ran. Uh, the smoking guns came out of there too, didn't they? Yep. Oh fuck! I cannot remember what it was called though. Well, that's what I asked you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I failed. <laughs> I you on asked that you one. what it was called. <laughs> I failed you on that one. You're I'll like, Google what was it, it called? And you're like, what was it called? And I'm like, smoking guns. <laughs> it was that. Um, it, it was it was generic, right? Because Eddie Mansfield ran it, right? Yep. Eddie Mansfield ran it. It was the Smoking Guns. Oh my God, I got it for like I don't know six, eight weeks. Did you guys ever get it? No, I've never seen it. Mm. They had this guy. I swear Match to God, Federation. What is it? Uh, the International Wrestling Federation. I don't know. It, it sounds made up to me, but okay, <laughs> sure. The International Wrestling. <laughs> the Smoking Gunster there is a team called the Long Riders. Yeah, Long Riders. And they had this guy. This guy was the best. His name was um, Hollywood Rick Diamond. Oh, my God. I can't. Like, I can't remember shit. I forgot where I parked my car last week. <laughs> but I remember Hollywood Rick Diamond. Right. His deal was, um, like, he was the biggest star in the whole entire wrestling industry, and he had just signed, like, this multi-million dollar deal to work, like, for this company, and I just said, oh, I'm going to watch this show just for this guy, because, you know, he he looked like he was awful, and it had the, and it had the, um, it had the guns, Oh yeah, I I got it. I got I got a lot of it, but I don't. Other than that, I don't remember a whole lot of the names that were on there because I, I don't think there was many. Like I don't think there was many names. Well, overall, to end the show, what did we think about this week's episode of ECW, guys? I thought there was decent action on it. It was better than I expected it to be. Let me put it that way. Good, Aaron. It was a lot of recap, and um, like I told you guys, when I watched it, I was like, oh, fuck. we're going to get like 20 minutes of action out of this thing, and the rest of it was just recap. I mean, it it, it, it did what it was supposed to do to hype going into uh, Hardcore Heaven, and I honestly, re- I, I got ahead of myself and watched Hardcore Heaven, and um, when we get into Hardcore Heaven next week, it, this is the first thing that's like, 
true ECW, but this show, it did what it was supposed to do, and it hyped what's coming up. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all you can say that it did, right? I mean, Aaron? Yeah, it did. I mean, pretty much, I mean, (laughs) it's all you can do is put as much juice as you can into what the next the next serving is, you know, Mm -hmm. to make money. Yeah. So, I mean, they're already paying to be on TV. So why are you paying to be on TV? So I can get people to come to the building in the next, you know, whatever it was, two weeks or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So that was a heavy push and it was a good push. None the wise. And this was, and I think sometimes uh, when I watch these shows, I forget as I'm watching them, just because we've been so, we've been said the past what, 25 years, it's been so focused on cable TV wrestling, like Monday Night Raw, Nitro, AEW, et cetera. You forget sometimes that at 94, <laughs> in, in 94, wrestling was still a, an arena product. It wasn't really a television product. So the point of the TV show was to get people into the arena. Yeah, uh, that's. Uh, I mean, that's what wrestling was meant to be from the fucking beginning. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know you know what to tell people because you have a you have a TV you have a company and you're going to run TV blah blah blah. Well, how are you going to make money? Well, we're going to be on TV. It's not gonna make any fucking money just being on. You're paying money to be on TV, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you know what I mean. And, and, and what are you gonna do for the this backdrop? <laughs> you know, uh, what, what are you gonna? How many do you have? Somebody that manufactures cardboard cutouts because you're gonna need about fucking twenty five thousand of them. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, dude. Let Let's be Let's be smart about this. Good night. Well, that being said, we will wrap up this episode of Reliving the Extreme. Chad, Aaron, thank you once again for joining me this week. Jason's from Europe. Did you know that? How do you like my being European? That that was just a random note that I had on my notebook. (laughs) I wrote, wrote, Jason is from Europe. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Maxin Out Media, all rights reserved.